Welcome to the Go Ye Forth podcast, where we hear inspiring stories from returned missionaries of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who have served all across the globe. I am your host, Jason Bringhurst. Hello, everyone. On today's show, I speak with Dave Johnson, who served in the North British Mission in England from 1969 to 1971. And in my Missionary Minute, I talk about being a lifelong missionary. So let's get to it. Welcome to the show, Dave Johnson. I'm excited to talk to you today and hear more about your missionary experiences. And I'm so glad that your son, Nate, reached out to me and and got us connected. Well, thank you. And I'm glad my son shared your podcast. It's delightful. We all love success stories. And (laughs) these are the best ones. So thank you. Awesome. Well, uh, to get to know you a little better, can you tell us about your family, maybe where you grew up and what you're doing now in life? Oh, okay, great. I was uh, raised in Ogden, Utah. And I met my wife at this regional dance that they had back in, in those days. That was in the early 70s. Um, I, I went every week. That was a good source of finding, finding good girls, dates and everything. And I saw her and I immediately just was attracted to her. But that seemed like everybody else was too. And so she was always dancing. And I thought, well, I don't know her, but I'll just wait till she sits down, which she never did until right at the very end. There she was. And I went over and asked her. And right at that moment, they said, we'll have one more dance. So that that was the last one. (laughs) And while we were dancing, uh, just to make conversation, I said, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she said, a mommy. Anyway, uh, we, we hit it off really well and wound up walking her to her car. We probably visited, uh, uh, quite a while just by her car. I asked her out. Uh, we got married uh, six months after we met, and we have 11 children, so I've uh-huh. fulfilled her wildest <laughs> dreams. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> been wonderful. And then you spent your growing up years and childhood in Ogden? I did. Okay. Now, were uh, you part of a big family, or did you have siblings? Uh, Valerie and I were both the oldest of six kids. Oh, okay. Awesome. Well, I have uh, six children, which, you know, outside of the church, that is a very a big family. And I've had people say, you know, wow, that's a lot of a lot of children. I said, well, after the first one, I was like, I'm sold. This is the best thing ever. I love kids. So <laughs> sometimes I tell people that my wife has 12 uh, counting me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it sounds like you were raised in the church then. I, I was. Okay. Uh, was a mission always uh, kind of on your radar or was there something that happened to make you uh, decide to go on a mission? Uh, growing up, one of the things that really appealed to me, and, and I think perhaps uh, all, all of us, uh, stories uh, don't go really well. And then, of course, the master teacher, uh, so many of his uh, sermons were based on stories. And mm-hmm. and so I, I think probably my very favorite sacrament meetings were, were the homecomings of yeah. uh, Hearing missionaries talk and uh, they were they were just marvelous. But one of the things also, as I grew up, uh, I would see uh, young kids go out on missions and mature, very smart, articulate people mm. uh, with confidence uh, speak when they came back. And I thought, well, I, I would sure like to be that way mm-hmm. uh, because I, I was extremely shy uh, in a social aspect. I, I just... Uh, uh, was pretty dysfunctional. I, I was really afraid of people. Uh, mm-hmm. 
But but another thing that really helped me, I get an idea about the gospel and missionary work specifically, was my dad was a, a 70 at the time. Oh, okay. and this is in the olden days when 70s mm-hmm. were, were a local calling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he was a, a stake missionary. And at that time, uh, the church had this uh, system, a uniform system for teaching investigators. And it was six discussions, mm-hmm. uh, just real precise dialogue that you were supposed to memorize word perfectly. And so uh, I'm thinking like 12 or 13, uh, pretty young, uh, I, I got to be the investigator. So my dad oh, okay. would, uh, en- enrolled me as, mm-hmm. uh, as, as his investigator. And so he would practice on me. Mm-hmm. And so I got to be Mr. Brown. And, and then after the first discussion, it was Brother Brown. But uh-huh. it would start, you know, it's a pleasure to be in your home, Mr. Brown. As we mentioned, we're members, you know, elders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With what church are you most familiar? And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, it just go on through there. And and so uh, rehearsing those with my dad, I got a, a really good grasp of, of just what the gospel was. And uh, the the logic of following through those, the plan of salvation, the, mm-hmm. the story of the first vision and restoration, apostasy, uh, the plan of salvation, all, all of that sounded so good. And and uh, and, and so it, it really did kind of pull on me. So that, that yeah. was, it was a lot of fun. Okay. And then you put in your papers and what was it like receiving your missionary call? Well, on the, uh, the kind of going towards that, I, I was very shy, very scared. Um, some of the things about going on a mission, uh, we've, we've all heard this idea that uh, speaking in public could actually be more fearful than mm-hmm. being killed. Right. And, and I resembled that. I, I was <laughs> And so I thought, if I go on a mission, I've got to get up and give a farewell talk. And mm. that, that scared me, let alone knowing that missionary work would be going out, knocking on doors and being in people's homes, presenting all of that just scared me to death. Uh, yeah. And and uh, and so my mom uh, just kind of reassured me that that would be OK. Along that way, I, I was very shy in high school, but I had one friend and uh, we got along and he was not a member. And, okay. uh, and, and we would have lots of discussions about, uh, you know, er- everything, including, you know, what the purpose of life is and about God and things like that. And he, he joined the church. So I, I got to actually have a personal missionary wow. experience. I, I baptized him while we were still uh, in high school. And so oh, that, how cool. that was really, really fun. So I, yeah. I got a little bit of taste of, of that. How great shall be your joy. Uh, yeah. And, you know, giving that joy to him and seeing him change uh, was, mm-hmm. was, uh, was was really neat. So uh, following my mom's uh, confidence uh, that it would be OK. Uh, yeah, I, I did. And, and I was thrilled to, to get the, the envelope uh, and had, uh, wow, uh, David O. McKay signed by him and oh, cool. <laughs> was calling to the North British Mission. And I, I was thrilled. I, I just thought, wow, another country, how exotic, how wonderful. And, and so, yeah, I, I, was, I was quite excited. Did you know much about England before serving there? Uh, I pretty much, uh, I, I, if I remember, I, if I haven't got my memory goofed up, I, I think I'd seen Mary Poppins at that point and, <laughs> and uh, the, the chimneys and all of that. <laughs> Funny enough, we just watched that last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, not, not too much other than that, that other than beautiful yeah. and green and it, yeah. it sounded, sounded really neat. Oh, that's awesome. Now, what years did you serve? Uh, June of 1969 mm-hmm. uh, and then till June of 1971. 
Okay. And then what type of training did you receive? Did you go to the missionary training center or was that a pre-missionary training center time? Uh, th- this will date me also. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the early uh, stage, that was actually held uh, at Temple Square. And, okay. Uh, so kind of where the new conference center is, uh, they mm-hmm. had the Deseret Gym and, uh, and a little corner grocery store right there, but also a, a building that was kind of a barracks and it was the, uh, where, where the missionaries stayed. And so, okay. so we were there. Uh, it was basically a week. Uh, we mm-hmm. enter, I believe it was Monday. And so some of the training would actually be right in Temple Square at the Assembly Hall. Uh, oh, walking cool. distance, there was an old stake center. We would go over there and meet in the chapel. Mm-hmm. And pretty much all of the tutelage was uh, general authorities coming and speaking. And so, wow, wow what, what a treat just all day long mm-hmm. hearing uh, general authorities uh, talk, uh, culminating in uh, going into the Salt Lake Temple. And up, up above, there's this great big assembly area that's mm. it's just huge and and uh so all of us are up in in this area that i didn't even know existed and and uh then uh harold b lee uh, uh was up there and he just said ask me anything you want i remember that part <laughs> right there and wow. and we're just so in awe of what could we ask uh, it, was, <laughs> it was just it, it was really special and, oh, wow. and and then after that uh we we went home uh one night before coming down to the salt lake airport mm-hmm. and at that time i remember salt lake airport was so big uh, mm-hmm. uh we we would actually walk out the single building out onto the tarmac and and go upstairs we didn't even <laughs> have those things that would go out it was a little place yeah. <laughs> So uh, how was it traveling over to England? Uh, it, it was it was long, uh, mm-hmm. but the, 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 what what I remember was just landing at Chicago Airport and just thinking, oh my goodness! And and, and it's funny because I was just coming back from there a couple of days ago, and that uh, uh, then it was a brontosaurus, but I guess it's a brachiosaurus now. But that that big sculpture uh, looming it was a lot bigger then when I was younger, and just think of wow, what a big airport! But yeah. At this, still there, kind of, kind of cool. But I, I, and 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 when we were flying into to London, looking down and and seeing that magical thing, just kind of like Mary Poppins, uh, just <laughs> a rose with all of the chimneys and and just uh, rolling green hills. It was so amazing, uh-huh. and and so we we stopped there, and then uh, they took us up to the to Harrogate, Yorkshire, which was the mission home, and okay. and, and uh, got off the airport and. Uh, there's this missionary driving like crazy on the wrong side of the road <laughs> and real narrow and coming close to other cars. And I just, it was just my head spinning and, yeah. and, and just so pretty and manicured and lovely. And we went to the mission home and uh, at, at that point, uh, you know, got a little bit of debriefing and more, more testimonies and just impressed mm-hmm. with uh, uh, just how sharp and, and great the, all of the elders were they just had it together and i just thought mm. wow and and then i got assigned to liverpool england that was my first area and oh very I cool remember that from the beatles and yeah <laughs> there's a penny lane there and that uh, incidentally that street sign was stolen all the time as a souvenir but i was uh in, in a flat with uh, uh my companion and uh the district leader and his companion Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, we went to church uh, for the first time uh, out in the mission field. And I was surprised and totally impressed that the district leader 
uh, he was our Sunday school teacher and mm. he did so well. It was just absolutely amazing. And, and so Sunday was just so spiritually uplifting and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then we went to bed, woke up uh, to, uh, to loud music and elders hollering and boisterous. <laughs> I thought, what? They, they are kids. Uh, <laughs> what's happened? And, and just horsing around. And we had the, 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 uh, the famous P day where all the elders got together. And so it, it was, it was all of a sudden uh, this huge stark contrast that, uh, you know, they, they do lighten up and they are still yeah. not quite ready to be translated. <laughs> but, yeah. Who was, was your mission president? Uh, Leonard Robinson at the time. Uh, and and it, was, it was half and half since I came in June. Uh-huh. So Henry Jenkins was our second mission president. And okay. both of them, uh, different personalities, but amazing, amazing people. So besides driving on the other side of the road, uh, what, what were some of the other things that you noticed that were different than back home in Ogden? Uh, a lot of terminology, like like road, you know, they say, you know, carriageway or dual carriageway mm-hmm. uh, or, or just yeah. the car itself, you know, uh, not not a hood in the trunk, but boot and bonnet and, uh-huh. and, you know, different things and, you know, just just different names for for different things. Uh, uh-huh. uh, cookies were biscuits, uh, uh, you know, uh, a popsicle was an ice lolly, you know, just, you know, uh, di- different little thoughts and stuff like that. And, and, mm-hmm. and it was the same language, but you kind of had the tune your brain to, to understand, uh, not, not just terms and stuff, but just every word, you, but, but you, you kind of got used to it. Uh, and I, I was really blessed with a, a companion that felt the really responsibility of starting me out. Right. So he, mm-hmm. he just worked me really hard and, uh, just kind of hit me in with the shyness, uh, that the missionary work at that time essentially was just tracting lots mm-hmm. of it. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and the thing that I thought was really interesting was uh, uh, going out uh, Tuesday uh, to go tracting. Uh, we had these holsters and we'd fit them in and it was underneath our suit jacket. And mm-hmm. they allowed us to, to put extra uh, Book of Mormons in there because that, that was <laughs> the purpose was to, to get people curious enough to, to want to read a Book of Mormon. And so it kind of culminated into giving people a Book of Mormon that we'd mm-hmm. uh, marked uh, several key passages, and if they would read those passages and let us come back and and see what they thought, uh, and and then going back to my shyness, uh, I I went, uh, I believe it was three days uh, before I gave an approach. I mm-hmm. I just said, no, you do it, you do it, because I was scared, you know, yeah. going up on a stranger's door, talking about religion, and ah, oh, and and finally, my companion, out of exasperation, he knocked on the door and just. Uh, jumped off the porch and I was there standing alone <laughs> and somebody answered and I'm blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, but you know, uh, it was, it was this idea of desensitizing, you know, you do something yeah. again and again and, and you get used to it. And right. I, I remember the first time uh, that the person says, yeah, I'd like to look at a book. And I just, Oh, wow. And, and, and it goes back to the, the thing we've all heard that which we persist in doing becomes easier. Uh, mm-hmm. And, 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 and so it, I actually grew to, to love tracting. I really enjoyed it. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it, it was really neat. Uh, late, later on, I remember just thinking, you know, I really love this. This is so fun. But one thing is certain, I'm never going into sales. Yeah, <laughs> I think the good Lord kind of looked down and laughed and thought, well, we'll, we'll see about that. Cause, cause that's pretty much been my, my career ever after. <laughs> that, that is awesome. <laughs> so what do you think surprised you uh, once you got out to, into the mission field? Oh, a lot, lot, lots of surprises. Uh, mm-hmm. 
uh, I think maybe maybe my big surprise, and I, I, I think it was just a, a real transformation, is at first I thought, okay, missionary work means uh, my job is to go find people that I can teach the gospel to, mm-hmm. and and that's 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 it. And uh, uh, sometime out into my mission, I remember this elder Ken Starr. He was a district leader's companion. We were out on splits, and 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 he was just this real gracious. Uh, his, his countenance was just very friendly, uh, very very. You know, he would pull you in, mm-hmm. and and uh, so I went out tracking with him, and uh, you know, of course, you take turns on doors, and after a few doors, I'm just thinking, you know, hey, let, let's let's kind of get on with it because he's just really interested letting people talk and not right. not in a hurry uh people would say no i'm not interested but he'd just uh, be very interested and carry on the conversation and i'm thinking well you know hey let, let's get on with missionary work these people are not interested and mm-hmm. and uh and he just kind of kept doing it and, and the thing that was a breakthrough after two or three doors he was talking to this uh, older woman i i'm thinking she's probably a widow but he's talking to her and and I'm seeing he's really spending some some time, and she's responding really well to it. Mm-hmm. And here we are on on the porch, and he says, uh, "Can we offer a, a prayer with you?" Mm-hmm. And and he gave this very heartfelt prayer, and she was very moved by it. And and that was a thing as far as the surprise, but also it, it changed me forever. I just mm-hmm. thought, uh, you know, if if Jesus was out tracting. I, I think he would have attracted the way he did a lot more than the way yeah. I attracted up to that point. And, mm-hmm. and what really is the gospel, you know, you know pure and undefiled that's visiting, you know, the, the widows and, and, mm-hmm. and I, I just thought, I, I want to be like that. And, and so that was, uh, that was a, a surprise that changed me from my mission going mm-hmm. onward to, to try to uh, and involve and, and have, prayers with people and, and just, uh, you know, have, have a spiritual experience with as many people as possible. Can you tell us about maybe someone who you taught? Uh, probably, uh, well, my breakthrough was I I was with my first companion for, for five weeks Mm -hmm. and it it was a really great experience. Got to, got really into the groove and, Mm -hmm. and the habit of working hard. And, uh, then I was transferred to Newcastle. So the other side of the mission Mm. and my companion at that point, he was still a senior companion and he was less than enthusiastic about the work and just didn't like getting out uh, on time. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to go home early, long lunches. And I I just think, Oh, how can you, how can you be like this? We we got work to do. And, (laughs) and, and I'm the senior companion and, and, and that was, that was very frustrating. Um, and then, uh, uh, not too long after that, I, I got a, a, a wonderful companion. We got along great. And, mm-hmm. and we were, you know, co-senior at that point. And uh, we met this uh, young lady who had a little boy. And, and that, that was the, my first uh, real experience of, of teaching all the way through the entire discussions. And, and she came to church with us. It was, it was just, she was golden. And yeah. she joined the church. And so that was our first baptism. And so that's always a special one. Yeah. And I think that was four or five, yeah, I think five months into my mission at mm-hmm. that point. Um, probably one of my 
most wonderful uh, experiences was, uh, I think it's every missionary's uh, dream is, is to is be able to uh, teach and see a whole family complete mm, yeah. come into the church. And, and we found a wonderful couple and we got to teach them and they were coming to church. One, one of the issues though, was he had a, a problem with, with drinking and uh, it was fun seeing that transform, but uh, uh, the time came to that, that wonderful day uh, of, of uh, having the baptism scheduled, interviews, everything's in place. Mm -hmm. And we go to pick them up to, to go to church with them. And uh, we see her uh, tears uh, streaming, she's crying. Uh, real soon we discover that he's been drinking. So the whole, the, you know, the deal's off and I'm just, yeah. oh, so, so, you know, the, the height of wonderful feelings to, uh, and, and then I came home and uh, a letter was waiting from uh, the mission president uh, uh, call, calling me to Ashton Underline to, uh, to be the district leader there. So uh, mm -hmm. lo lots, lots of things all in one day, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was thrilled that, uh, uh, that they, I found out later on that uh, they did join the church and, oh, great. Uh, and it wound up being a, a, a missionary that came out with us. And, and that, that was actually his only uh, baptisms mm -hmm. was, was that particular thing. So I, I thought that was just really apropos too. Uh, he, he got to participate in, you know, uh, keeping them along on the track, but that, that's yeah. one of my favorite. Uh, and and also uh, differences of, of feelings. <laughs> mm -hmm. What other areas did you serve in then? Uh, let's see, uh, Liverpool, Newcastle, uh, Sheffield, uh, Colne, Nelson, uh, Ashton, Underline, um, Stockton on Tees, uh, yeah, pl places like that. Uh, in, within our, our district and, and where we would visit was, I, I think one of my favorite was, uh, I got, got to be on the River Ribble, uh, so that was, you know, Preston, so mm -hmm. uh, going, going there and uh, you know, playing uh, football or so soccer right on on the riverbank of the River Ribble, and thinking, "Wow, uh, some pretty cool stuff happened there." Uh, right, long ago. So that that was that was a really neat experience. So, yeah. at this point in time, how, how established was the church? I mean, if in church history, obviously a lot of members came from from England. The church is rebuilt quite a bit with, you know, members living in England. Now at this point in time, how were you serving in branches? Were, were they wards? Uh, there was a lot of uh, places where we served where uh, we were renting a space and mm -hmm. all of the priesthood was on the stand. Uh, I, I remember blessing and passing both the bread and the water. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so there, there was, there's some sparse places. Oh, Dewsbury, that was a place I served. And that was, that was a fairly small area. And yet it had a, a big church. I, I was just shocked a, a big, nice church. And it was mm -hmm. old and established. And the Dewsbury ward was, was, was big. And yeah. in fact, we, uh, uh, there was this lady and her children, uh, uh, Shaw was, as, as, as we, we kind of walked into that and she, she was being taught and she joined and, so that that was really fun, but uh, it was it was so fun to to actually see really good leadership and, mm -hmm. and great people there. A couple of other thoughts. Uh, mm -hmm. Sheffield had had a, a nice church there, and I remember uh, one day, uh, you know, fairly new in that area, we sang "We Thank Thee, O God, for a Prophet," and uh, it was mentioned by one of the local people after it was sung that that it was the 
it was composed by a, a Sheffield person and that was where it was first sung. So, oh. so that was, that was kind of a neat thought right there. So, so, so we kind of had a little bit of everything. There was a couple of places where the, where it was pretty strong and, uh, uh, and, and, you know, uh, one, one of my favorite state conferences, uh, uh, lots of people there. And uh, uh, then Elder Benson and his wife came and, mm. oh, what a, what a sweet, uh, wonderful. I don't remember all the words other than mm. uh, them just talking about uh, uh, just always being in an attitude of prayer. Uh, you don't uh, even have to close your eyes, just be always talking to God. I, I just kind of remember that and just thinking mm. just how spiritual they were a uh, c- couple of other thoughts along that line. I remember yeah. a, a district meeting and uh, then uh, the uh, ge- uh, general authority over us was uh, elder Spencer W. Kimball and, mm. and how he came in and he wanted to shake hands with every elder. And that was just such a, mm-hmm. a treat. Oh yeah. I can imagine. Do you think there was anything unique about your mission compared to maybe other missions? We had uh, lo- lots of opportunity to, to teach people, I, I think some of the things was just an amazing heritage. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we, we would typically be in homes, uh, just the home itself was older than our country, hundreds yeah. of years old. And then all around us on P-Day, we would we would visit maybe Roman ruins that were a couple mm-hmm. of thousand years old, Hadrian's mm-hmm. Wall or something like that, or or things like that. And, and so wow. just kind of the, the history uh, that went back so far and then, as, as we all know, England was kind of the cradle of uh, of, of of the church. So many uh, people joined in England, and then uh, later migrated, and right. including my 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 own family. Uh, and it was just a, a really fun thing thinking of the heritage. Uh, and and sometimes we'd get the attitude that uh, you know all all the big harvest had already happened, and and we were just kind of gleaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, but why, why is it so hard? Cause we'd hear these stories of Wilford Woodruff or, mm-hmm. you know, some, some of the people that would just, you know, teach and every the whole congregations would join and, and, and we would go tract and, and uh, you know, they had this figure like for uh, maybe knock on a thousand doors per baptism. And I, I, I can attest to that. It, uh, yeah. it was, yeah, we, we had to work hard, but uh, I, I don't know, just, uh, just, just a wonderful feeling. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, the good, good people there just loved it. How do you think you saw the hand of the Lord on your mission? Uh, I think over and over and over again, I could see uh, us teaching these memorized discussions. Uh, it was it was powerful, and 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 I could see that it wasn't me. Uh, they they were remembering or, or feeling something, and they got that spirit. I, I think one of my favorite things, as far as the spirit was. Uh, what was teaching people to pray uh, mm, that hadn't. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of the, the dialogue, of course, was uh, at the end of the discussion, uh, we would, we'd talk about, you know, how wonderful this is and, and that God loves them and wants them to know for themselves. And they, and they can find out for themselves that this, these things are true and all they have to do is ask. And, and so it's very easy to do and that prayer is a commandment and, uh, and we're supposed to pray and, uh, and essentially the four steps, you know, we address God, mm-hmm. uh, we thank him for the things that we have, we ask for the things that we need, and, and then we always do things in the name of Christ, including prayer, and so we end in his name, and, and then we'd go through and say, can you think of some things you're thankful for, 
and and in the spirit of of what we've been talking about and asking for things, we'd encourage you to ask specifically if what we're teaching you is true. Is the Book of Mormon truly the Word of God? Has the Church been restored? Mm-hmm. And then and then we would ask people if they could have that in their mind, outline that. And then, and then we'd say, would it be okay if we close in prayer and, and, and we'd like to kneel? And, and then we'd just say, you know, we'd really be honored if you would offer that prayer yourself based oh, yeah. on kind of what we've went through. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's some of my favorite uh, experiences spiritually was hearing people pray. Mm-hmm. It kind of almost fits into the, the scripture. Uh, one of my very favorite scriptures is, is after Alma teaches the king of the Lamanites. And he says, you know, uh, oh God, uh, uh, Aaron has said there is a God. And if there is a God, and if thou art God, wilt thou make thyself known unto me and I will give mm-hmm. away. You know, it was almost kind of that thing, a very simple prayer, but one of the most mm-hmm. beautiful touching things is, is hearing uh, a, a new person maybe pray for one of the first times in their life and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and seeing the change that happens when, when people pray. Yeah, that's really neat. And and that was another thing. I was in a, a graveyard and I saw this thing and it had, uh, you know, prayer is a soul sincere desire. And, uh, you know, the guy that wrote that was, was English. And so that that was kind of neat too. And, and it's a beautiful words in that too. I know missionaries can get very close with members, especially in uh, sometimes smaller branches. Missionaries are, are really important. Are there any members who you became close with during your mission? Uh, yeah, yeah, we we did. Uh, I, some of my favorite ones was uh, like like the Bishop of Dewsbury, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, when when I was uh, a ward mission leader in Ashton Underline, you know, the bishop there, and I don't know, lo- lots of really good memories of, of yeah. uh, so many so many good people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there any special experiences that stand out from your mission that you'd like to share? Uh, you know, one of my favorite experiences was was later on. Uh, well, first off, when, when I came home, a special experience was was uh, being released. But the state president said, I'm not going to really release you because mm-hmm. every member a missionary. And then my dad was uh, a, a local 70 still. And uh-huh. he was serving a state mission at that time. And I, I think he pulled some strings and got me called to be a, a, a missionary companion. And after we married, uh, uh, we were still in the same stake. And so I, I went uh, two years uh, as, a, as a stake missionary with my dad and had some pretty neat oh, experiences. Neat. And then uh, I just remember just kind of thinking, uh, you know, I, I think one of the most profound experience uh, scriptures is, you know, that uh, this is my work and my glory to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. And mm-hmm. and if that's God's business, if that's his work, that should be ours as well. We should be co-workers in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be the greatest thing that we could do. And I just remember thinking some work inherently gives you more of a position to meet people and and have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember just kind of thinking, okay, I want to be an electrical engineer at the time. How, how could I do that? And I started looking at uh, the military mm-hmm. and the Navy had the best electronic program. And uh, I, I remember uh, just really going back and forth about that and fasting and praying and actually going down to Temple Square to, to pray and, uh, and just felt, yeah, I should do it. And so I uh, went, I went in the Navy, and uh, uh, at that time, uh, again, they had the local 70s, and I got I got mm-hmm. called to be one of those, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, serve as a mission missionary in there. And then 
uh, for about two years in the Navy, I, I was in one place, a work center that had 11 people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got to know those people really well. And I, I was thrilled to be able to baptize three out of those 11. And mm-hmm. uh, all, all of them got uh, married in the temple and and uh, they're still active. And and a lot of their kids have gone on missions since then. And, and probably one of my favorite experiences was uh, uh, there was a, a guy that saw what I was doing and I was really upset about that. And mm-hmm. so one of my uh, friends, uh, he just, he just mentioned, he says, Rod has uh, uh, invited me to to sit in his car and listen to a cassette tape. And my heart just sunk. I thought, Oh no, uh, I know what it's going to be. And so uh, I, I invited myself to go out there too. And, and so we're sitting in his car and I says, you know, I, I, since this is a religious discussion, I think it would be really appropriate to in, invite the Lord in on this discussion. Mm-hmm. Can we have a prayer? And he says, no, that, that'd be fine. And so I said, can I offer that? And, and so essentially I just kind of prayed that uh, the spirit of, of discernment would be with us, that uh, mm-hmm. we would know right from wrong. And, and sure enough, it was, you know, just a real slam anti, uh, you know, bad thing. And so at that point, uh, it was pretty much a kind of a stupor of thought. And then I just said, mm-hmm. well, I think it'd only be fair to have uh, equal time. Can we meet together tomorrow? And uh, I'll, I'll bring the cassette. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I'm thinking, okay, uh, I'll ask everybody, what, what would you bring as a cassette? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I brought Profile of a Prophet by Hugh B. Brown, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is still uh, such a, a wonderful uh, talk. And mm-hmm. so I brought that and asked if, if, if we could have a prayer and I offered that and, and asked if we could discern the, the feeling and the spirit of, of, of the two tapes and mm-hmm. what was dry. Now, now this one, Rod actually brought one of his friends. So now there was four of us in the car mm-hmm. and he, uh, if you're not familiar with that tape, he talks about uh, his experience as a, as a law student in London uh, and how uh one of the teachers who was a member of the House of Commons had written books, brilliant man, uh, asked him if he would present the church as a legal issue and let him uh, defend it and him be the judge. And, and it was kind of the whole idea that, you know, uh, you've claimed that God speaks to man today. And I think that's ridiculous. And and, and he went through in, in just a real logical way, mm-hmm. but, but it ended with this powerful testimony and, and uh, where, where the judge is weeping at the end. And he says, uh, you know, do you understand what you're saying? I hope it may be true. It ought to be true. God knows it ought to be true. And, and, then, and, and then he says, undergirding and overarching all of these and many other evidences which could be cited, I say from the very center of my heart, I know that, you know, and by the spirit, you know, it, it just mm-hmm. a real powerful testimony and yeah. and you could just feel it in the car and and uh what was fascinating was rod started hollering and yelling and uh, just made a uh spectacle of himself i said hey let's just be friends I offered him my hand he wouldn't shake my hand his mm-hmm. friend was with us and he says this was really good he was he was moved uh yeah. my friend prayed that night and got a very special uh witness uh and uh, I don't, I don't know. That, that was that's still one of my favorite experiences. Yeah, you were really able to keep that missionary spirit and share the gospel with everyone. Now, where did this take place? This was not in Utah, right? No, this was Oak Harbor, Washington, out on Whidbey okay. Island in, in oh, yeah. Washington State. Uh, yeah. 
Beautiful. Uh, They're pretty close well, to where you live. Yeah, up in my area. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done since coming home from your mission to keep your faith strong? Oh, I think uh, when we first go on missions, we say uh, uh, there's three things, uh, pray, study, and attend church. I, I think we want to just kind of keep doing that. Uh, I, I, I believe if you're reading the scriptures every day and praying, it's, it's pretty hard to, uh, to, to fall away. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I think uh, uh, the, the, the big thing is also, you know, uh, what the general authorities have talked about is, you know, doubt your doubts, not your beliefs. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and you just put in perspective of, uh, of you know, what, uh, what, what, really, what really does matter. And, and you know, what, what you focus on uh, expands and, and attracts. And, mm-hmm. and I, I just think one of the big things is just like Alma 32, you know, uh, now we will compare the word to a seed and, you know, if it be a good seed, a true seed, and if you give place uh, in your heart, uh, you know, you'll, you'll feel these swelling motions and you'll know it's a good seed. Mm-hmm. And so you just need to water the seed and, and uh, keep it alive and, and active. And, and, uh, and, and then, uh, over and over again, uh, all these many years, I've, I've just been so wonderfully affirmed in visiting with people uh, that uh, God really is involved in all, all of our lives. That mm-hmm. It's not just my prayers and your prayers, but but uh, he, he really does love us all. And, and not just, you know, people that are, have, have, you know, been baptized in our church, but all, all good people that seek him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, he's giving them the light that they are, are looking for. And, and uh, uh, I, I just, I, I just get this thrill of, of knowing uh, that we're all brothers and sisters and, and, and he does love us and, and wants to have a relationship with us. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, president Kimball uh, I've always marveled when he says that, you know, I find when, when my relationship becomes casual with the Lord and the distance uh, goes far and I can't, I don't, I just don't believe that. I don't think he does. <laughs> it's casual, but, but he talks about that, but, but when he renews himself and in prayer and, mm-hmm. and, and reading the, oh, that, that distance shortens and, yeah. and, uh, uh, and, and so, you know, I, I always think in my mind, if I, if I'm not in that right attitude, it isn't him that moved, it's me. And, mm-hmm. and so I just kind of, kind of try to re- reground myself and yeah, just, just try to read the scriptures, pray, uh, yeah. do good, do good things every day. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then always, always just kind of ask who, who can I serve? Who can I touch? You know, uh, yeah. I, I just think in my mind uh, uh, that that's why we're here. We, we have this uh, a wonderful and yet inescapable responsibility, uh, sobering, but, but wonderful that, uh, uh, we have uh, an influence on other people and hopefully it's mostly a good influence. And, and, and a lot of times uh, the best uh, gospel message uh, is not in words. It's just uh, how we behave. And, right. and we, we definitely want to be good, good examples, but, but also, you know, be, be prayerful. Uh, who, who can we, who can we talk to? I, I've, I've got a, a brand new friend and I just found out he and his wife smoke and they're trying to quit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he lives down in Texas. Well, I, I've got another fairly new friend and they're returned missionary as a couple and they live pretty close. And so I've already kind of reached out to him and said, hey, uh, uh, these people are really uh, passionate about addiction recovery mm-hmm. and uh, they, they're trained in it. And, and I, I want to 
connect you because you you want to quit smoking and, yeah. and hopefully they'll they'll quit and they'll also take advantage of all the other stuff but i i don't know there's always different opportunities that uh, mm-hmm. that, that that can be there if you're if you're looking have you been able to keep in touch with any people from your mission or from when you were in the navy uh, for a few years, I kept in touch with some of my friends in England, but uh, mm-hmm. it's been ah oh, fifty years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's been over thirty years since the Navy. But right. uh, actually, I've I've kept in touch with uh, uh, the, you know my my you know several of my my friends, and mm-hmm. and very happy that all of them are still active in the church, and and uh, even my friend from uh, uh, back in high school. Uh, he didn't go on a, on a mission, but because of him, his brother joined the church and went on a mission. And oh. uh, and, uh, and and my friend, uh, he he was a ward mission leader a few years ago. So mm-hmm. uh, so uh, yeah, he's, he's kept kept the faith and and finished the course and or, or awesome. still finishing the course. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like uh, you know you have you said you had eleven children. There's maybe even grandchildren. If you were sitting down with. Uh, one of your children or, or even grandchildren who were about to serve on a mission, what type of advice would you give them? Well, I, actually we had this really wonderful treat. Uh, all of us were together and my youngest son was getting ready to go on a mission. And, mm-hmm. and so we actually re- recorded uh, all the other kids. Uh, what, what kind of advice would, would you, would you give? Yeah. And, and, and that's one of my favorite things. And, and, and my kids have since said, uh, where, where's a copy of that? I want to listen to that again. But, but, but it was really neat because uh, of our 11 kids, nine of them served missions. And so I, I just think what a uh, wonderful legacy we've uh, uh, been able to, to you know, uh, be, be plugged into. And so, so that's really neat. But I, I, I would just say uh, uh, one, one of the best things that you could ever do is uh, uh, Go, go, go on a mission uh, mm-hmm. and, and not, not just thinking, you know, for personal benefit, which, which it is because you, you can't do anything without God blessing you already. Uh, but if you can, if you can just lose yourself and go into being on a mission, uh, it, it, it'll, it'll change uh, everything in your life for, for mm-hmm. the better. And uh, I, we, we just uh, kind of grew, the kids all grew up with just, we're always talking, you're going on your mission, God. So it, it just was a, it was in their thought all along. And, and I, I would encourage anybody that's raising kids to just, uh, just have that before them all the time. Uh, this is what it's all about. You know, have, have pictures of, 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 of gospel themes in, in your house and mm-hmm. be talking about it. Uh, um, I, I remember when we first got married, uh, there was a Marion Romney uh, quote, and it talked about that, uh, that if you, uh, read the Book of Mormon as a family. The spirit of that book will come in, and and uh, it'll it'll you know just er- everything will be better. And mm. it had been frustrating a lot of times to do that with young kids, but we just hung through there. And I think that was one of the most wonderful things to to you know teach kids a, a love for that book. And I think a lot of them learned how to read because of of, of that book. And I, I think I think if you kind of do it all along, it's a lot easier than okay, the time has come, we're going to have that talk, go on a mission, uh, something that should be all ongoing. Well, I have one last question for you. If there is one thing that you would want your posterity to know about your missionary service, what would that be? Oh, I, I would just say, uh, I, 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 would, I would think the, the, the greatest joy you could ever have 
is giving joy to another person. And I, I love that scripture, you know, that if you should labor all your days and, and just one soul come in, mm-hmm. how, how great shall be your joy. And, and what, what is our life for? And what, what is, what is this plan of salvation? It's, uh, you know, being able to understand really what the purpose of life is. And I just think, well, if, if everybody knew that, I think so much of the problems today is, is, is Satan's doctrine is there is no God, uh, that we're just uh, robots made out of meat. There is no purpose. Uh, uh, society is just this cancer growth on Mother Earth. And that we're just, uh, you know, we're, we're, there's too many of us. We need to uh, stop this metastasis of of, of people. Uh, you know, uh, you know, all, all this weird stuff. If, if people just think uh, there is no soul, uh, that we're just an, another animal. If if everybody knew that there really is a God, that we're His children, uh, that we have divine purpose, that uh, uh, we. Uh, we, we would treat each other a lot different than, than the way we do. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and, and that's, that's our job is to let, let people know, uh, you know, that uh, we really are sons and daughters of, of uh, heavenly father with, 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 with quite the heritage. That is wonderful. Dave Johnson, thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing your missionary experiences and a lot of your missionary experiences that happened after your mission. You've just kept on being a missionary, even though you've taken off your tag. That's a lot of fun. Man, man is that he might have more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, thank you for coming on the show. A pleasure. A big thank you to my new friend, Dave Johnson. In today's Missionary Minute, I was thinking about some of the conversations that I had with Dave leading up to recording the episode. Uh, his son, Nate, listens to the show and connected us. And one of the things that impressed me was that Dave was just as excited uh, to talk about the friend that he baptized before his mission and about being a stake missionary and the friends that he baptized after his mission. For him, he really took to heart what President David O. McKay used to say, that every member is a missionary. I remember that I was so fired up about my mission and uh, about missionary work and realized that I had not been a great missionary really before my mission. I had, I think, one friend who was not a member of the church, and we had a few discussions about the gospel, and I gave him a Book of Mormon before I went on my mission. But I don't know if I had uh, many more experiences other than that. After my mission, I think that I've been better, but I know that I could have done a lot better in a lot of situations, and I still can do better. I think there have been too many times where during the week, maybe I was work Jason, and then uh, during the weekend, I was member of the church Jason. Not that I was breaking commandments or anything, but I have sometimes just avoided telling someone what I was going to be doing that weekend when they've asked me. I may have had plans to go to the temple, and uh, someone who was not a member of the faith had asked me what my plans were for the weekend, and I would kind of skirt around that and say that, you know, I'll, I'll be doing yard work or something like that instead. Instead of really taking the opportunity to tell them about the things that are really important to me. And I think that uh, as an employer, I was overly cautious with my employees. I was worried that they might perceive me as being biased towards uh, employees that were members of the church or, you know, discriminating based on their activity in the church. 
and frankly, not really knowing where the boundaries were legally of what I could be saying as her employer, and I didn't want to get in any hot water by sharing my religion. Through the years, I think that my wife has probably been a better missionary, and she never got the chance to serve a full-time mission, though she would have loved to have served a full-time mission. We ended up getting married. Uh, she had prayed about it and felt that like uh, marriage was the right path for her uh, instead of a mission, which she had hoped to go on. And so, uh, But I, I have seen her uh, be a good missionary um, to neighbors and friends. I think maybe living in Utah for so many years, maybe made uh, me a little uh, lazy and ca- casual about not uh, uh, sharing the gospel with neighbors. And now that we've moved to uh, Washington for the past four years, I think I've improved a little bit. In fact, I just invited a neighbor to come to church this past week. He didn't come, and that's okay. We're still friends. <laughs> we've given a Book of Mormon to another neighbor, and they still practice another religion, and that's okay. We've invited neighbors to a child's baptism, and they didn't come, and that's all right. I think the important thing is not to really hide anything under a bushel, so to speak. My neighbors today know where we go to church, and I think they know at least a little bit about what we believe. And I love the direction that uh, Elder Uchtdorf has given us, telling us to share what the church and gospel means to us in natural and normal ways. If someone asks a question, then the opportunity really is wide open to let the conversation begin about uh, things that are important to us, about the gospel, about the Book of Mormon, about what we do on Sundays, about why we why we go to church and what we believe in and, and what our values and standards are. I think that when we are genuine, people are interested in what's important to us, and then it makes it easy to share those things. Well, that's about it for today's show. If you like the show, please subscribe so that you'll be notified when new episodes come out, and we would also appreciate it if you could rate and review the episode in Apple Podcasts, or maybe share it with a friend. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And until next time, wax strong in the gospel, my friends.